if you are concerned that your wife is a friend of one of your ex one night stands, which I'm sure that's all he had because the man's not a cuddler. So <laughs> he just booted them away. He's like, oh, thanks. Bye. Like, <laughs> And so that to me, uh, that told things. It, and not that Boston's a giant city, but it's big enough that you could possibly marry somebody whose friend you have not had sex with. But the fact that that was his first concern tells me he's in a stratosphere of digits that I can't even imagine. <laughs> You guys, you came back. I know you've been sitting around wondering, where has this bitch been? Your podcast is new. You're not Joe Rogan. You can't be taking time off. I thought you had banked some episodes. What's going on here? Um, First of all, y'all are nosy as fuck. But secondly, I'm so glad that you saw me pop up in your podcast feed and clicked and decided to give me a chance anyway. So I love doing the podcast. I love that I have... 30 listeners. I assume Scuba Steve is probably half of those. But yeah, I've missed being here. I've missed having an opportunity to speak into the void and share my thoughts and opinions and feelings. So your first question is, bitch, where have you been? Well, your bitch has been dealing with her father's death. Yeah, my dad passed away about three weeks ago. And you may be thinking, well, didn't your mom pass away like 10 months ago? You're absolutely right. My mom passed away 10 months before my dad. So, you know, having a ball of a time here in 2022, but this is not that episode. So don't run, don't grab tissues. There's an upswing from here. I think being in New York for a week with my family and particularly my brother, I just got a new appreciation for that kid. Like I knew I liked him. I knew I always had a crush on him, but like an appropriate sibling appreciation crush, not a, we have to move to Kentucky and live in a double wide way, just a normal appreciation for my sibling. And that even during the hardest week of both of our lives, that he still find a way to make me laugh. And we still found a way to, you know, even though the world didn't stop because our dad passed and there were times where it felt like the world should have stopped, that we recognized that we still have a lot of life to live and that we still have a lot of life to live together as family. And I think secretly, probably not so secretly, he's expressed to me that he does want to start his own podcast. So this is the beginning of a new relationship for us. We're going to have the opportunity to professionally develop my brother as he takes a little foray into the podcast space. It gives us scheduled time to talk to each other every week, but it also gives us an opportunity to laugh at this dumbass reality show called Married at First Sight. So we are very different people. And so I thought our perspectives would be interesting. I think it's a fun to listen to people's opinions about these shows. I mean, I already listened to four different podcasts about Married at First Sight, and I watched the After Party show. So this is just light. Let's get back to reality. Realize that although 
our hearts are breaking that the world didn't stop and that there's still levity and ridiculousness plenty of stuff for us to dive into and relate to and you know agree and disagree on so this will be a new feature on wise and wine so tuesdays will probably be me and my brother <clears throat> and then i'll go back to my old career personal episodes uh later in the week either thursday or friday i'm still trying to work that out as i discovered being out of work for a week that you know all that work just kind of builds up and so now work is kicking my ass but this is important to me this is something i love doing it's something i am committed to carving time out to so welcome to the new iteration of wise and wine with the weekly married at first sight recap show with me and my brother enjoy well hello 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 you are joining us for the inaugural episodes of siblings on maps where my little brother and i talk about this ridiculous reality show that we both watch called married at first sight so you're going to get the perspective of me a gen x divorcee uh who's a little bit bitter about this stuff and then my married millennial brother as we talk about our experience watching this show so on our inaugurally formal episode of siblings do we say siblings on maps or siblings do maps siblings take siblings take on maps siblings take on maps so the inaugural episode of siblings take on maps welcome jared what's going on everybody uh happy to be here uh, glad to be with my sister talking about this uh television show yeah uh let's let's see how let's see how this goes all right so for those of you that are either have followed wise and wine my my little podcast for the last year you know that normally on tuesdays i release episodes about careers and stuff happening in life but um we have experienced a change in our lives. So we're going to go ahead and change the podcast. So on Tuesdays, little brother and I will be releasing episodes. Um, and because he's interested in starting a podcast, I'm putting him in charge of coordinating this whole thing, setting up the format, all that good stuff. He even just named it off the top of his head. So again, welcome to siblings take on maps, Jared, the floor is yours. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, you um, said everything about who we are already. Uh, so let's talk about how we got into the show. Um, I'll start. So I got into the show pretty much because, you know, my spouse um, has less free time than I do and came downstairs one day and uh, she was watching it. And I was going to be like, I'm not change the channel. I'm not watching this crap. I let her kind of watch it and I reluctantly sat there and was like, this shit is hilarious. Why people do this to themselves? There's like 300 million people in this country, but yet you got to rely on experts to find you someone when people meet at bars, they meet on Tinder, they meet on Hinge, they meet on whatever app there is, they meet in airports for all you know. But hey, you gotta you gotta meet through three experts and have it recorded on television and have it be a legally binding situation. 
my mind was blown, but then I was hooked. Um, I think it was the Charlotte season that I started watching. Um, and then we kind of lost the channel that it was on. And then we found it on Hulu. And then I was like, oh, it's back. This is this is it. I'm hooked. I tell all my friends about it. They all look at me like I'm crazy. But this is probably my favorite reality TV show ever. Like, period. Because it's just, it's fascinating. Plus, you know, being married for, you know, uh, five plus years. I know I'm on seven, but five plus years sounds better. <laughs> um, so... You know, it's just a good, good take on things. So that's how I got into the show. How about you, sis? Um, I don't even remember. I think I, I started at the very first season and I think it was around the time when The Bachelor was a thing and I was a, like a loyal Bachelor follower. And then this show came up and I was like, oh, let me give it a shot. That sounds interesting. And I liked the idea. I hated, hated, hated Jamie Otis. Um, the first season loved the um couple Courtney and Jason was super invested in them I followed their reality shows after I follow Courtney now on Instagram now that she's remarried and then um the two the other two couples were um oh gosh Vaughn and Monet and then Monet they were a train wreck and so that was interesting just to see like Courtney and Jason worked out okay Monet and Vaughn were a train wreck. Jamie and Doug were a train wreck. So it was just like, oh, okay. So I followed the first few seasons and then I fell off. And then I think, when did I come back formally? Probably Philadelphia. I came and went. And then since Atlanta, I've been back on, I've been hooked since Atlanta. All right. Not bad. Not bad. So you're, you're a vet. I'm kind of a rookie in this, in this math world but you know the show is intriguing I think when I got started it was more towards I think Chicago okay. um Anthony is the dude that clicks in my head Anthony. Um, all, all I remember about them is they were playing cornhole and they got into an argument about it and I was like huh I see his point. And then of course my spouse was like, no. And then it also just took us off, you know, to a, we gotta watch this to see kind of how are we like these couples? Cause you know, we're all human. We all have something that goes along with it. So we wanna see, oh, do I do this? Can, oh, I do see myself in this. Can I do better as a husband? Right. You know, and things like that. So. That's part of why I'm really into the show too. It's like, hmm, if I if I want to be the better husband, I I can't make dumb comments about these people. Don't so, do that. I get it. Be a gill. Yeah. Be a gill. Yes. Be a gill. Do not be an Alajuan. Oh, we'll get to him. I can't wait. This season alone with with him is going to be um, quite interesting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna interrupt you real quick. So like, have you, so I watched the beginning when it was like the three couples, it was only three couples and they actually lived in one of the other's homes. And then, um, the experts at the 
the beginning are not the experts that are there now. So the show has morphed into a having a lot more couples. The experts have changed. Um, now the couples are living in the same apartment complex and they know each other and they're interacting with each other. So when you started, was all that happening or have you seen the evolution of the show? I've always seen Pastor Cal, um, Dr. Pepper. I don't know if Dr. Viviana has been there the whole time, um, but they've always lived in the same apartment building from, from what I can tell. Okay. So, okay. so yeah, I had and, the perspective of yeah. them not knowing each other and them just doing this completely on their own without the support of each other and knowing what the other couples were going through, which I see as a positive and a negative. It could be a positive because they're truly having their own experience, but then it can be a negative because they start comparing each other. Like I think about last season with like Rachel and Jose and um, shoot, what was the name? Uh, Ryan and Brett were like, when everybody was around Rachel and Jose, it's like, oh, they're touchy kissy and they're kissing and they're real affectionate and they're this, but we're not there yet. So is there something wrong with us? So it's like, well, no, mm-hmm. you guys are in a totally different place than the two of them. And surprise, neither one of them worked out anyway. So <laughs> maybe comparing right, right. helpful to the process. So with with that being said, you're the season of that, like I like I've said, um, what do you expect out of the season? Like what, what do you expect to see based on what we know? And full disclosure for our listeners, if, if we have any, um, <laughs> we're picking up uh, right as the honeymoon started. We didn't want to start with the whole, here are the couples, here are the weddings. All that stuff is nonsense to me at least. So I wanted to start with, with, the, with the real stuff the, when the couples are married and, and know each other, quote unquote, know each other. So that's where we are. Good point. What do I expect from this season? I expect um, that nobody's going to work out. I expect we're going to have another season like Houston, where we're going to be a big goose egg at the end. None of these people are going to work out. I think when you and I saw the initial advertisements for the show, I said to you right away, I was like, "Mm." Chris and Alyssa are not going to work out. She is not going to be attracted to that dude. And so mm-hmm. I won't say I was right. <laughs> I was real right. You did say that and you were um, spot on. Um, and it makes it makes me wonder, like, do the people who get on the show, do they 100% lie about what they want? Because Alyssa we'll talk about it again later, was all like, I don't really care. I just want someone to like spend my time with unless he has like jacked up teeth and all this stuff. And then they flashed to Chris and was like, oh, his teeth aren't the best. Not everyone has great teeth. That's just genetics. And maybe your parents couldn't afford braces, but whatever, you know, like that's just how your mouth formed. That's not your, your fault. You can't do anything about that, you know? Um, and then, yeah, we'll talk about Chris and Alyssa a little bit later, but you expect a goose egg. Um, I'm a little hopeful that we might, that we might have one One, relationship that one, uh, and I don't think they'll succeed past decision day. They'll say yes, but then that'll be it. They'll be like, oh yeah, a week later. Like Gil and Mirla, we they split after a week. 
but on decision day I think there I think there's gonna be at least one yes do you have a specific one couple in mind or you're just saying based on the odds that out of these couples at least one of them has to do it or do you have somebody in mind uh, I'm I'm leaning towards um, Michael and Jasmina, um, although what was said during the brunches, I'm questioning it. But that's who um who I had my my uh, most faith in okay. from 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 the beginning, and then the brunches happened. Like, mm, might be wrong. <laughs> might be might be a goosek. You heard it here for her first, folks, that Jared believes that Jasmina and Michael are going to make it. Should we put a little friend sibling wager on this? I mean, it's up to you. I mean, I think I'm right. So I'll, I'll bet anything. Okay. So let's say we'll, we'll think about it. We'll throw that out to the listeners to determine what the friendly uh, sibling wager should be on whether or not you are correct. But yes. Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. Um, all right, let's jump into these couples. We've got Steve and Noy off the bat. Um, first question for you, sis. Is freelance work really unemployment? <laughs> I don't think, and again, because I am in Steve's boat to some degree, and I think the pandemic um, changed the way people look at the world of work and what work means, I'm going to say, no, I don't think freelance work is really unemployment. I think if you get laid off and we don't have any clue how long Steve was with that company, if he was with that company for like 15 years and then got laid off, I could see why he'd be like, you know what? I'm not ready to jump into another thing right away. Let me find me. Let me take some time off. He probably got a severance package. I don't believe he's poor. And he's like, you know, prostituting on the side it seems like he comes from money so um yeah I could see him wanting to go you know I did this I was committed to this company I got laid off let me figure out what I want to do and what's important to me and do that I don't know why I would sign up for a reality show at the same time that seems like a lot of <laughs> pressure to put on top of finding yourself find yourself with a partner um but right. no no, I don't think freelance work is really unemployment. Do you? No, I mean, as long as you've got money coming in, you're employed. You just work for yourself. As long as you're smart about how you do it, I think I think you're okay. Uh, it's just the way that it's being portrayed this season. Like, unemployment is this big deal. Yeah, it sucks. Nobody wants to be unemployed and go into a marriage without being a financial contributor. But I feel like whatever his skills are, they're good enough to get another job. And it's it it it, it would suck right now to get a job. Yeah. You know, A we're, in, A, we're in a pandemic. B, he's got to figure out his new placement employment with the filming schedule. You can't take time off from a job you just got. So I think the freelance self-employment route might be might be best for this as long as he, as long as he can prove that he can contribute to a relationship financially and he's not dependent on noi uh i think that will be successful 
And I think that the thing that people aren't asking, they're so focused about he's not working, he's not working, but we have no idea how much money he has. Like he's not living on his parents' couch. He's not sleeping in his car. Like he seems to be okay financially, whatever that means. I think the the family is so focused on, we want grandkids, we want grandkids, where you and I know people who have had kids that have had no money. So I, I don't mm-hmm. money. That the truth. <laughs> I don't think have it. Is it nice? Is it a good idea? Yes. But can you have children and build a family with nothing or not a lot? Yes. So I don't think this is the barrier that Noy thinks it is. I don't think it's the barrier that Noy's family thinks it is. I think they're just asking the wrong question, but also he's not answering it either, which is probably why they're asking. Right, right. And, um, you know, no one takes a four month road trip without money in the bank to, to come back, not just to travel with, but to come back home after you're like, oh, I'm done. Now what? You still, you're still, you're still not a, a W-2 employee. You're, you still got to have money some way, shape or form. And I don't think someone just does that without having something. And I I think he needs to explain himself a little bit better to to give some comfort. But again, it's day one. How do you have that level of comfort saying, this is my plan. I know this is scary, but here's my plan. Um, But, you know, you mentioned Noi um, being worried, but it seems like she's cool with it. You know, she's cool with his employment status because she said, you know, like, yeah, he said he does freelance, and that's fine. You know, it doesn't it doesn't seem like she's worried. But do you think she's really cool with it, or you think she's you know closetly concerned with what's going on over there? I think the fact that she keeps bringing it up leads me to believe that she's concerned. I think if she had accepted his initial answer and maybe they talked about it, she'd be cool with it. But to your point, Steve also didn't explain it. He didn't really explain in detail his plan and it is kind of strange again how do you enter the situation of uncertainty when you already have a ton of uncertainty on your end so yeah she has a right to be concerned about it I don't think she's cool with it I think if he had a better plan that he communicated to her she might be cool with it but no right now I don't think she's cool with it what do you think I think she thinks she's cool with it. She's convincing herself she's cool with it. But like you said, she's bringing it up or the producers are making her bring it up enough where it's a it's a concern for everyone or they want to make it a storyline, which is fine. You can make it, a, you need, they need something, but I'm sure he'll say something or do something down the line you know, around the employment thing where it's like, oh, what'd you do today? I applied for some jobs. What'd you do? And then I played video games. Like, it's going to become a thing down down the line. But I think on day one, it's not an issue. I think I think she thinks he's 38. He's, he's got to be smart enough to figure it out. Um, so I, I, I think that, I think that's not a real issue for her at the moment. But it is an issue for her, her family. Yes. Um, particularly particularly um, Sriracha and um, her mom, because her mom flat out said, if you want to have babies, you have a job first. So it's definitely a thing. 
Um, but what's up with Sriracha? Like people can be who, who they are and who they who they want to be, but Steve met you yesterday as who you who I assume he identifies as Michael on the regular. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then and then the next day he's like, oh, I want to come out as Sriracha. Like, see how Steve see how Steve handles that. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> like. Like you don't believe in testing your partner's partner, your your sibling. You're not going to test any of my boyfriends that you've met. I I definitely have, Alrighty then. but not as a drag queen. Like <laughs> I just ask them difficult questions, yes, and put them on the spot and see how they related to me and my situation and our relationship. Not here's this other side of me there's a lot of stress with meeting someone and marrying them within five minutes and then meeting their their drag queen sibling like that to me is tough and I think Steve handled it well but if if Sriracha is going to be a main character in their storyline So it's a lot of stress for for Steve to to deal with. And I feel bad for for him to, to to deal with that because he's trying to figure out his wife and how to deal with. Oh, I dealt with Michael yesterday, but I might deal with Sriracha tomorrow. Like you don't know how to have a relationship with someone who has, you know, in theory, two personalities. Well, here's and Sriracha and Michael are two different people. Here's the thing sriracha has being a drag queen you had beer pong so you challenged my ex-husband with beer pong sriracha is challenging steve with his drag queen personality i think at the end of the day does sriracha have good points where she's like hey bro you're 38 like you don't have all day to be thinking about kids but and you know our dad was 40 when he had you so you know you got some time so but i think the reality is Sriracha's trying to get a TV show. Sriracha's trying to be on Drag Race. Sriracha's trying to get TV time. So Sriracha, I, I know that, that Sriracha and Noi are close, but also Sriracha's trying to get a TV show. <laughs> and this is what... Sriracha's trying to do Sriracha, yeah. So my protective sibling, yes, but also help help me help you. Help me help me get a... TV show, this is what Sriracha's doing. So I I pay not no attention, but I don't think Sriracha's acting out of turn. I think <laughs> Sriracha's making the most of screen time. Because honestly, if if Sriracha didn't, like, would Steve and Noy be that interesting? I'm bored by them personally. Are, are you bored by them because Steve is Steve himself is a very bland person. He's like, yeah, I, I'm I'm a freelancer who who traveled. That that's my thing. And Noe has her noisy, which goes out and parties. But I think she's in her early thirties. I'm like doing that right, um, or is she late twenties? I think late late twenties, early thirties. I don't know. Early thirties. Either, either way. The whole partying aspect is usually done by like 28, 27. So, you know. Um, yeah. So 
uh, great segue there uh, about them being boring. <laughs> um, they're boring. I mean, she cries every. No, five they are. She cries every five minutes. I think the whole like. I'm in love with you after one day. Like I could see why. Oh, hang on. Noise 33. Oh, so she's, she should be done partying <laughs> by, by societal standards. She should be, she should be done ish on partying. You are also married and very close to noise age. Are you done partying? Hell yes. <laughs> I haven't, I don't party. Shit. You know what partying is for me? Sitting on my couch, watching football, drinking of the, the wine that my wife brought out. That is literally like party. You know, I, I, I'm i tired. I don't like being out. People are weird. Pinot Grigio and chill. Okay, got it. Yes, yes, exactly. All right, well, let's move on to the next couple. Who you got for me? Um, let's talk about, uh, the couple I think is going to make it on decision day, Michael and Jasmina. Um, my question for you is, is Michael's work hours, are Michael's work hours going to be a problem? Yeah. 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 What? Who? He said he worked, he gets up at 4 a.m., which means we're never going to have morning sex. We're not going to cuddle because I'm not getting up. You might. Not at 4 a.m. You might. No, not at 4 a.m. That's not happening. Bye. He only does that Monday Monday through Friday. I mean, (laughs) you got, you, you got the weekend. That's the last, the last 48 hours. No. So that's no morning sex, no morning cuddles, no, like, let's start the day off conversation. So that's out. Um, And then he works. I don't, I assume he's a trainer, but I assume he's got time off, but she's a teacher. So literally the entire mm. thing is gone. If he's not getting home until 7.30, like, are they going to have surprise lunches? Are, is he going to bring her lunch one day? Are they going to do dinner? Like, are, when are they going to have date night? And then he said he works on Saturdays too. Like, I understand that you're building a business, but you're also building a marriage and you have to be present. And you and I both know that part of the reason why my part of the many reasons why me and my ex-husband didn't work out is because we didn't see each other. So no, mm-hmm. you build a relationship when you don't spend time and he doesn't seem to time. What are you doing to your dog? Uh, nothing. They're downstairs. I don't know what's going on. I'm upstairs in the office. Um, um, but yeah, no, I mean, I think the Work hours are gonna be a problem, uh, as long as there's no plan. Because early in my relationship, I worked crazy hours. I worked six a.m. to six p.m., and then I was in grad school in the middle of it. So I would come home and do grad school work until nine ten at night, all on weekends. At some, at all my weekends were booked up too for a two year period. So. I understand it, but it's all about, you know, uh, calendar management and time management, you know, like they find time to film, they can find time to have date night. It it just didn't seem like he was willing to, or he wasn't even considering 
doing anything for her, which is, I mean, I don't know how you're not going to make time for Black Barbie. I mean, you called her Black Barbie. You make time for Black Barbie. Yeah, I mean, he's going to realize quickly because, again, he he was raised by mostly women uh, and his three sisters and all that. So he understands how to hopefully how to communicate with with women. Um, But I just think, you know, self-success and is still a key like you've got to build your business and if she's not willing to build with you then that's that's something that that's not okay i mean you love beyonce for all her non-singing talents and all uh, oh she could sing she could sing but she's not on the level of adele i'm just gonna say that um but but no i'm gonna i'm gonna bring it back i'm gonna bring it back uh, I just think that when you look at her and Jay Z, they built they built what they have together, and that's something that Jasmina has to recognize. He's building something on his own. Let the man work his hours, and then when he has time, when he makes time for for you, you need to embrace that. You can't just let him what you can't let him not will make him, excuse me, make him do things on your timeline. Like, it's got to be a together timeline. That's what I'm saying. And it's it's interesting that Steve and uh, Michael have the opposite problem, where the question is, Steve's going to have all this time to spend and dote on Noi, and Michael's not going to have any. I agree with you that as couples, you have to build together. And I think that the challenge for them as two people that don't know each other is I, I don't know you. I need to, we only have eight weeks to get to know each other and invest in each other. How am I going to build for you? I don't even know who the fuck you are. So yeah. Very true. Very true. In your, no, I'll concede. In your relationship where you guys had history and you had some time invested and then she built she helped invest in your time and she stood back while you worked and went to school. Yeah. But, but you had a history, you had a foundation. They don't have a foundation. So, and oddly, this was something that scuba Steve and I went through when we talked about moving abroad where he was like, Hey, he wanted to start a business. And the idea was that the two of us would like contribute to his business. And then once the business grew, it would give me time to pursue my dream of, of being a writer And, but yeah, but I had four years of trust invested in him, but even though I had four years of trust invested in him before we launched this idea, I had some reservations like, Hey, what if you blow up, you know, cause you hear all this time about women who invest times in their husband's careers. And then the dude, he becomes successful. And then the dude leaves her for somebody else. Same with Beyonce and Jay-Z they built together and the fool cheated on her. So yeah, I don't think that me, women, sacrificing their time to help their man build doesn't mean it comes at the sacrifice of things for them. So no, Michael needs to equally invest in Jasmina as he's building his business. Like I said, it goes to the calendar management. If, 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 if they can manage a calendar appropriately so that they both can be successful in their individual selves as well as well as their relationship, I think they'll be okay. Um, 
but it's just a matter of the willingness to manage their calendars to meet each other on a level playing field. You know, you can't say, oh, we're going to go ahead. I was going to say, but like Stephen, Michael has not communicated that to Jasmina. So I can see where her concern is. He's not, he just yes. said, these crazy hours. He didn't say, but I will adapt one night a week so that we have a date night or I will do this or I will do that. He hasn't said that. He just like, I work these hours. Bye. So yeah, I could see why she'd be concerned. Now, do you think that that's a product of him not having an example of how to be a mm. husband at home? Hmm. or is or is that just I want to be successful that's a good ass question I you know and although we are siblings we grew up differently so you grew up with dad in the house and I did not grow up with dad in the house every day and you got to see him as a husband I did not get to see him as a husband so to throw that back to ask your question to you, do you think that you are a better spouse because you witnessed a marriage because you grew up with married parents? Do you think that makes you a, a better husband? Yes and no. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> um, yes and no. Uh, yes, because it's like, oh, when I'm in, when I do something wrong in my relationship, I can lean back on examples that was in my household, not just something that I saw on TV and say, oh, well, Jack Pearson did this, so I'm going to do this too. Like, that, that's, that's not reality. Um, but on the other hand, he was the, quote, man of the house because he had three sisters, a mom and a grandma. So how they treated him should be the example of how to handle a relationship because he got to witness their relationships with men whether they were long term or not you still pick up on things Mm -hmm. so I don't think that that him not having having an example at home is going to be the overall problem I think it's 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 just he they need to adjust to each other quickly enough that they can be successful. But it's it's all a matter on them and not letting their the outside noise of their family's reservations with the situation that they find themselves in um, creep up. Because as we all saw. Um, Jasmina's mom, uh, I'm going to call her a mom. I think it's her stepmom or whatever. But that's her mom. Okay, mom is, okay, mom, period. Uh, she was hella aggressive towards towards my homeboy, Michael. She she went for the jugular. She's like, you don't have an example at home, so how you know how to be a husband? She's like, I just got married yesterday. Like, <laughs> Like what the fuck, lady? Like, like, what do you want from me? I just, I just got here. I'm sitting down to have some fucking melon and some granola, and you're over here grilling me about my home examples. Like, I'm just, yeah. 
Jasmina's mom said, you ain't got no home trainer. I thought that, I mean, I get, I get that she is a mother and if she's watched past episodes, she's seen how this shit can go left and she's looking out for her daughter. So I get that she came really prepared for that and to really let's break through. Like, I understand you're being nice and sweet because you're on camera, but like what's going to happen down the road. So I think that Jasmina's mom was a product of maybe watching some past episodes and making sure she didn't have a Chris on her hands from a mama bear protective perspective. I get it. I think if, if Michael was a stronger type of man, like I would have liked to have seen a Gil handle this situation. Gil would have passed that test with flying colors and i think i don't know if he would i think gil i I think gil and most men myself included uh would not be confrontational in that situation because you don't want to come across as defensive or arrogant like oh yeah well i did x y and z so it's gonna be okay and there is no way to to use Jamie's mom's terminology here, there's no way for this thing not to be superficial, which is exactly what she said it was. And she was right. I'm not gonna say that she's wrong. I think her intentions were correct. Her delivery was way off. Well, I I think- Go ahead. I just just think that's gonna put a, a huge damper on their relationship. Like you, they're not able to get past what does your mom think or what is your sister is gonna say. Like that's always gonna be in the back of their mind, and they're not gonna be able to grow with a couple potentially. I mean, if you were meeting your wife's family for the first time, which question would you have gotten? A, do you think you can be a good spouse, or B, did you guys fuck last night? Like, which is what Michael's sister presented to Jasmina, which I was like, oh, girl, <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah. I mean, I would have just been like, yeah, so um, I would have gotten the whole, are you a good spouse one? I would have nailed it. So you know what? I would be a great spouse because <laughs> I was raised by women. So I'm going to use my relationships with them and translate that to... Um, my relationship with your daughter that would have been my answer mm-hmm. but and you the, know did y'all fuck last night what would you what would your answer have been my answer has been you know uh what happens behind closed doors stays behind closed doors but i can tell you this i'm a gentleman and uh i think the first night uh when we don't know each other is not the right right way to start off a marriage okay okay steve i see you pulling a little steve on that good job bro Gotta try sometimes, you know, <laughs> gotta try. Um, but yeah, let's get into that next couple. Ooh, who do we have next here? Oh, Mark the Shark and Lindsay. Yeah. Mrs. Mark the Shark. Um, she's a lot. She knows she's a lot. He knows she's a lot. Her family knows she's a lot. Her friends know she's a lot. We know she's a lot. The fact that her parents or family members whatever gave mark the shark a survival kit is that a red flag i mean i think there were red green purple orange 
chartreuse flags before they got to this. I think Mark saw every flag at the wedding. So I don't, for the life of me, know why the experts match Lindsay with anyone. She needs professional help. And this is coming from somebody with a master's degree in counseling. Lindsay needs professional help. It's one thing to not get along with your I, it, I don't know. She's just somebody who has been allowed to get away with shitty behavior for so long, where she's been enabled by everybody in her life, where they all just like, and eh, this is just how she is. Well, how she is is fucked up. And that's how we end up with mm-hmm. fucked people is because nobody says, hey, you can't act like this. You're, you can't act like a four-year-old in every situation. You have to exercise some control over your emotions, over your behaviors, over your words. Like, and she has none of that. So no, the the survival kit was for Mark. It really should have been Mark's survival kit and not Lindsay's survival kit. It's like, Mark, they basically told him to feed her. (laughs) She's a lion. She's an animal in the zoo. Here, just throw food at it to shut it up. That's fucking crazy. It is. It is. But I mean, every relationship has has their thing, you know, like, I know for for my relationship, everyone warned my spouse about my love of football. <laughs> like, like they told her every second they had alone with her in front of her. I warned her about it, and you know, like it, she still wasn't prepared for it. <laughs> so, and we've been together now, going on twelve years, and it's still like, how do you love football so much? You know. <laughs> Like, so, I mean, yeah, the survival kit is needed. That, that, that's a way to tell the person who's getting involved how to handle it. But I think, again, the, the presentation of the no button and the, the Lara bar or the fucking snacks, um, which, which for... Which for a guy who packs a suitcase full, <laughs> I'm sorry, you, you you were speaking, but I couldn't hear you. Sorry. I, I said basically she's a gremlin. Like, don't feed her after midnight. Like, don't get her wet. She they treated her like she's a gremlin. It's crazy. Yeah, right. You're right. But you think for a guy who packed a suitcase full of goldfish, feeding his wife would not be a would not be an issue. I mean, the man had a suitcase full of goldfish which is what you pack for a toddler but you know um clearly mark is not cultured he doesn't travel he doesn't experience he's he's like somebody else i know who for the longest time wherever you would take this person would only order motherfucking hamburgers hmm sounds like somebody i know for for the record, I think that person would prefer a bacon cheeseburger, but not just a hamburger. There's got to be cheese. If I was that person, that's what I would say. Um, but yes, but you grow out of it, you know, like full disclosure. I'm the person who, who <laughs> wants cheeseburgers everywhere, everywhere they go, but they grow out of it. And at least I did. And it, it took a while. But, you know, you realize that certain things are important to you. And if that other person who's involved in the situation um, wants you to have some vegetables or not carry around fucking goldfish, you're going to do that. I'm going to give him a pass on 
not having traveled, I think we were spoiled by our father that made sure we went to different places and we tried different foods and we went to different restaurants and we interacted with different people. Clearly Mark has not had the experience and I don't know if it's because he couldn't because he's been dealing with his mom. So I'm going to give him a pass on that, but I see your point, but also Mark (laughs) bringing goldfish is not anywhere near the equivalent of Lindsay pulling her dress down before the ceremony even started to look for her fucking vows. She's nuts. That is my professional. Well, I mean, is, is, isn't that what what oh, many a female do? Don't they oh. use their their no. No. as pockets? No, no, not no. I've seen it. I've seen it. I'm not saying I know those people intimately, In but a, I've seen people who do that. In a club, yes. On my wedding day, motherfucking no. That's why I have bridesmaids so they can carry shit for me. No, no. And where do you think they stored that shit? They got pockets or purses or whatever. That we're not using our underboobs for storage 24-7. Occasionally I do when I don't want to carry a purse, but on a TV show, it's not one of those situations. No. Uh, all right. Fine. Fine. All right. Enough about Mark's uh, survival kit. Let's get on to the next topic involving Mark the shark. Um, let's see. Yeah. What happened on the plane? Do we, do we have full detail other than they were apparently joking about Puerto Rico and they speak Spanish in Puerto Rico, not really English, even though they're a part of the U S and, 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 and Lindsay was like, what are you going to, what, how are you going to speak to them? And she got in all Juan's face about it. Like, like, I don't understand that. It, it led to them being, you know, separated. Like, they had to take a different bus. They're separate, but they're equal because they're all in the same Married at First Sight club. Like, what? I'm confused. Do you watch, Explain. You watch the after party show with Keisha Knight Polio? That's too late for me. Court it. It will change your life. Norm, before this season, I would have said don't watch it because Jamie Otis from season one was hosting it and she's trash, but Keisha Knight-Pulliam did a great job and she kind of challenged Alyssa, um, which we'll get into when we get to that couple, but no, watch that show because it, it cleared up a lot because Olajuwon said, this is what happened is that before they even got on the plane, when they were at the airport, Lindsay rolled up to Olajuwon and was like, hey, your outfit looks fly, but those shoes, ugh, you picked the wrong shoes or something like that. And Olajuwon's like, I don't know you. Okay, white lady, I'm just going to not react to that. But then when they were on the plane, apparently Lindsay must have been hammered because the flight attendant had to keep coming up to her, telling her to be quiet, telling her to put on her mask, telling her to just calm the fuck down. And because Olajuwon and um, Katina, I think they were sitting either in front of or behind Lindsay, she kept bugging them during the flight and was just kind of antagonizing them during the whole flight. And then I I think at some point on the flight, she said something to them about, well, what are you going to speak when you get to Puerto Rico? And he was like, well, I'm not that comfortable with Spanish. So I'll probably speak English. And she's like, no, you're in their country. You need to speak their language in drunk Lindsay fashion. And then off the plane, um, I don't know if Lindsay said something to him or he said something to her, but then Lindsay said, well, I'm going to fight you. Or do you want to fight? And he's like, And that's when Katina jumped in. So 
again, and I'm going to give the folks the uh, couple at Till Death Do Us podcast or Till Death Do Us recap um, a shout out because Britt um, mentioned like, you know, if we had only heard, because I think the show initially only showed Lindsay's version with her crying and them having to be separated and her being like, I was blah, blah, blah. And he said he wanted to fight me. Like if you had only heard that side of the story, you'd be like, oh my God, Elijah wants a dick and blah, blah, blah. But then when you hear his version and because you know, Lindsay, his version seems more plausible. You go, oh, okay. She popped off on the wrong person. And that's the issue. Mm like Lindsay and I'm going to say non-people of color that interact initially with people of color is you come in way too hot and way too familiar you don't know this man from Adam you can't be coming in like hey your shoes are stupid and think he's going to have a positive reaction to it it's like when white people come up to me that I don't know and they're like hey girl bitch nobody in my life talks to me like that but because you saw it on tv you think this is how we interact and that shit ain't and that's what happened is Lindsay came in way too familiar with Olajuwon and way too familiar with Katina and the two of them were like bitch we don't know you and that's why there was that big uproar on the plane and so um and that's why Mark apologized and Mark even said on the show yeah Lindsay was all over the place and I had to apologize on her behalf so yeah separate but equal they had to because Katina was going to give her was going to put some hands <laughs> on Lindsay if they yeah so when they when they went to the bus with all the other couples and they were like and Katina was aggressive, I I was like great here we go I gotta defend my people <laughs> like and, and now that I know both sides of it like, uh, they were right which most of the time we usually are but you know we yeah. only get the one side of it but. Yeah. What did surprise me though, once when they separated the two um, buses, was that Alyssa didn't ride with and Lindsay. <laughs> That's me too. I was like, oh, Lindsay's gonna just hop on the other bus and just be like, oh, nope, can't do this. But I guess is she is she trying to to make it look like they're a couple publicly? But behind, we'll get to we'll get to them in a minute because they're by far the most fasting couple um on the show uh but let's talk about katina and elijah because uh oh boy uh homeboy misses college because every chance he every chance he gets he's like oh back on college i went by isaac and and i was i didn't care about nobody I'm like bro you are 28 college at a minimum was four years ago now, you remember this because you were there, but I'm sharing it with our audience, our listeners that do not know. But when you and I, it was you, me, dad, and your mom went to a Jets game in Dallas for Christmas. And so the Jets had organized this whole thing where Jets fans could go to Dallas on Thanksgiving and we watched the game and we had seats together and we had Thanksgiving dinner and all this stuff. But do you remember there was a group of dudes, like four dudes, all divorced, all hanging mm-hmm. out all li- did they all live together or some shit i think they lived together or lived in the same building or something but yeah they all lived together that is elijah one's future and because those guys to me are elijah one where they were hot shit in college and they were popular and they're just stuck in that time and they're never going to progress past that they're not going to have a relationship that's successful because they can't get past that that's elijah one's future is he's going to be probably not a Jets, but whatever team he loves 
on Thanksgiving with his fellas, with his bros, divorced. <laughs> on a Trying home. to fight a teenager. Yes, exactly. Yes, I remember that trip very well. Um, but yeah, I mean, every every clip they have, like, I mean, the, I think it's the wedding night where they're laying in bed and, and Elijah Wan's talking about his past. All he could have said was, I have a past. I'm not, I'm not proud of it, but I'm here to focus on my life with you and see how I can better myself and be a great husband. But this man had to go in how he was a cheater and all this other stuff. Like, like, see, he, he seems embarrassed by it in a way, but also prideful about how he was a player. Yep. a cheater i mean the man looks good i'm not gonna say he doesn't he he has the physical attributes to be boastful mm-hmm. but he is not humble about anything no and bro, it's, when you have as many tattoos as Olajuwon has we know you slayed puss you don't have to tell us we know and you know how yes. else is because the first thing he said in the first episode that he was featured, he says, how's she going to react if she finds out I hooked up with one of her friends? Yeah, I'm like, why, why is that a thing? Like, like, who in the world do you think you're marrying if, if, if you are concerned that your wife is a friend of one of your ex one night stands, which I'm sure that's all he had because the man's not a cuddler. <laughs> so he just booted them away. Like, oh, thanks, bye. Yep. Like, <laughs> yep. And so that, to me, was, that told things. It, and not that Boston's a giant city, but it's big enough that you could possibly marry somebody whose friend you have not had sex with. But the fact that that was his first concern tells me he's in a stratosphere of digits that I can't even imagine. So yes, no, he is stuck in this place of I slay puss, I'm good at I'm good at getting in the door. I'm good at getting you into bed. What happens after that? I suck at. And I think uh, Katina's friend called him out on it, and he didn't know how to answer it, and that's why he didn't like her. That guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, that was that worries me because it's going to be an issue all season because it's. Because these friends are usually the ones that are featured throughout. And they're, they're going to be their, their confidants mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. Oh, I had to go to, I forget the dude's name, but I had to go to my my, my homeboy's name. Oh, J- Jaleel, Jalil, J- J- Jalani. That's it, J- J- Jalani. Um, I don't know where I pulled that from, but I guess I saw the Chiron in my head. Um, uh, and... Um, you know, Jelani is the one that Katina's uh, going to go to, and everyone's going to flash back to the whole um, brunch moment. And and Elijah one got defensive, which is what I was concerned about with Michael and Jasmine's mom, because you don't want to come off as defensive because if that's how he's going to act with me, what's he going to be like with her when they get in an argument? Right. And, and 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 that that to me is worrisome. Um, well, I think the difference in how Olajuwon handled being confronted and how Michael handled be, being confronted, I'm going to say Michael probably hadn't been ever asked that before. 
Olajuwon gets asked that all the time. And that's why he was defensive. He was like, bro, I'm tired of answering this question. Well, then stop portraying yourself as a player and be a nice guy. Not saying he's not a nice guy, but the perceived nice guy that everyone wants you to be or you want yourself to be, be that. Or at least portray that. And uh, let's take a step back. I forgot to ask you this earlier, but do the couples have to be a friend or do they have to get along with other couples because of the show that they're on? Or can they just not like each other? Like Elijah Juan and um, Lindsay. Can they just be like, no, we don't, we don't do this? Um, I, th- I don't know if, it, if the couples need to get along, but I think at least the same sex people need to get along. I think the women it's really helpful when the women get along and it's really helpful when the men get along. Cause I think if you look at last season in Houston, I don't know what happened at the reunion that something changed, but for a long time, the guys were like super tight and they got together and everybody was like, Oh, Gil this. And I think even like Jose and Johnny got super close and they went to each other for advice. And then in the last season two in Houston, with the exception of Michaela, the girls are super, the girls got really, really close. I mean, to the point where Rachel Breton and Mirla, still hang out like constantly so I think just to have somebody else who's going through what you're going through and has that perspective I think it helps their situation so do the couples need to get along no not necessarily I don't think and I don't know if you're like I'm not couple friends with every couple that Scott knows I don't know if you're couple friends with every couple that your wife knows so it's helpful but I don't think it's it's mandatory I don't think it changes the I think it changes the experience when the same sex people don't get along because then it becomes, a, you know, where it looks like from future episodes where not that they're ganging up on Lindsay, but it's a real lonely place for Lindsay to be when she's got nobody to be like, hey, girls, I'm going through this. Are you experiencing it, too? Why would you think? No, I mean, that that's exactly what 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 you said. Uh, I'm really I really hope that they have someone to lean on i um because going through this unique situation no one else except past cast members or current cast members are going to be like yeah i got married i married my wife the second i met her like no i met her but i met her at the altar you didn't do that (laughs) so no one's no one's gonna have that experience but you know with Olajuwon and Katina and Mark and Lindsay having their issue literally on day one of their marriage uh, and they have to live in the same building, mm-hmm. you know, when they get back to the, to the you know, 48 states. Um, it's, it, it worries me because they need to lean on each other. And if Katina and Lindsay don't get along, is it going to be positive for everyone else? Because who knows what clicks form as time goes along. But I think Olajuwon and Katina are cool with Mark. Like Mark came down and apologized and Olajuwon was like, yeah, we're cool. And I think, again, you don't watch After Party, you need to record it. Um, Olajuwon and, and Mark are, are are bros. So, yeah, okay. I, don't, I don't think they... Lindsay, I don't know if anybody likes Lindsay. I don't think anybody is team Lindsay, but um, no, I don't think anybody has a problem with Mark because he's with Lindsay. I think everybody's like, we understand. Right. Right. 
we see what you see, bro, and we're sorry for you. Yeah, I mean, I know there comes a point in time where couples have to defend the other. Like, your significant other is going to defend you in situations, and the same with mine, and so forth and so on. And that's where my concern, that's where that question came from, is do they have to go along so that there's not that I have to defend my spouse right. all the time? And but it's a, now that you say that they're cool. And, the, and Mark knows who he's with. I mean, he's, what did he say the night of their, the night of their wedding where he was like, I don't know if she's going to put a bunch of soaps in a pillowcase and beat me with them in my sleep. <laughs> right, right. So he's she's one. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. She's a lot. And I think that's, and that's what? honestly why I think they won't work out because you can't, there's one, you can defend your partner to a degree. To some degree, you can't defend your partner all the time. At some point, it's going to get to a situation where Mark's friends aren't going to want to be around her. And Mark is going to have to be in a situation where like, okay, do I always have to separate Lindsay from my friends? Do I have to always separate Lindsay from my family? Or do I only hang out with Lindsay's friends and family because my friends and family aren't going to deal with her? So I think long-term, that's not going to work for them. Yeah, but you could defend your spouse or something other publicly and privately be like, you need to cut this shit out. Like, I'm alienated because you're at a 100 when it's, when the scenario calls for a, for a 10. Yeah. Like, we need you to simmer, simmer down now. <laughs> empty, uh, Mad TV, <laughs> you know? Uh, is it Mad TV or SNL? I don't simmer know. down now. Anyway, one of those late night skit shows, but it was funny. Um, let's talk about the most compelling couple of the of the season, just because neither of them get got what they expected. And I'm just gonna say this off. off Lindsay's a trash person. I mean, Lindsay, excuse me. Lindsay's a good person. Alyssa, excuse me. Alyssa is a trash person. I'm sorry, Lindsay, if you happen to hear this. I think you're a lot, but you're not a trash person. (laughs) Alyssa is a trash person. I would tell her that to her face. (laughs) Why? Why, bro, who's usually very welcoming and supportive of most people, do you believe that Alyssa is a trash person? Because she she signed up to be married to a stranger at first sight like i'll marry a stranger no problem then they then they go to you know go to bed and she's like i'm not going to bed with a stranger i'm not doing that what are you crazy what like it's the whole point of the show like she wanted to go to bed with someone you know date somebody take someone on dates get to know them do that, do that whole thing. Don't sign up to be married at first sight. Period. Do you think she would have felt the same way if she got paired with Elijah? No, I don't. <laughs> I think she would have been all for it because, like I said, she, she's a trash person. You know? Um, she was expecting someone to be physically fit, all these things. And I think 
really, if I was Chris, I would I would defriend all the people that were at my, at my wedding. I'd never speak to them again. They threw me under the bus. Whether what they said was true or not, they <laughs> fucked me over. Because I think that's what's in her head. No. On top of, on top of, she's not physically attracted to someone. Like, she's not physically attracted to him 100%. We saw that the second she got to out, she's like, mm, mm. And then she was like, you know what? He might have a great personality. And then, and then his friends were like, oh, he mansplains. Uh, and then he led like a fool, led with disc golf. Like, I, I don't, I don't know what disc golf is. I haven't played with a frisbee in twenty five years. Um, but yeah, uh, she just gave up. She, she saw him, heard he mansplains, heard he could be condescending, and and wants to help but he does it by teaching people things. Um, and then all of that just, you know, built up to this. Nope, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do this relationship. I'm gonna sleep in my own bed and I'm gonna wake you up at 2.30 in the morning to, to, to talk about it. All while I'm sitting in the lobby, like, I have no idea what's going on. I just want to go to bed. It's a long ass day. I'm married finally. It's what I wanted. You know, like, thank God. And then this person doesn't want to do anything with me. Right. Like, that's just a trash person. So I'll ask you this as a man because we've seen, and I don't know if you watched the season with Mindy and I forget her husband's name. Um, Zach. Zach, thank you. Mindy and Zach. Yeah, that was in DC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Paige and Chris. So there's a clear history of men who have not been a, tra- or, or I guess uh, for Atlanta with um, Paige, not Paige. Oh, I hate her. I think, I think I know who you're talking about. Was she a, was she a, was she a banker of some sort? Uh, she, she's and... like, whatever their name is. So there's a history and this was even one even season one where jamie was not attracted to her husband dub so this happens all the time so my question for you is are you capable how would you handle being in a situation where you are not attracted to so let's say you were set up on a first date 12 years ago before you met your wife and you were not attracted to the person you got set up with how would you handle that situation well, we got set up for a reason. So I try to discover what that reason is before I just cancel them out and then hope that my physical attraction growth grows from our mutual like of something. And I think that's what happened again with season one with Jamie and Doug. Like they've been married forever many years now and they've got kids because she got past her shit and realize like, oh, he's a really, really, really good dude. He's not the package that I thought he would come in, but he's a really, really good dude. And I will say for me, like if you had asked me if Scuba Steve is my type, I probably would say no. Like my type is normally like brown hair, brown eyes, and he's got neither one of those things. And so, but 
had I gone, oh, he doesn't have brown hair, brown eyes, I'm not going to give him a chance. Like, where would, where would I be right now? And so that's why Alyssa's a trash person, because she didn't even try. She just went, nope, I'm not attracted to him, I'm out. And beyond just saying, no, I'm not attracted to him, she was actively rude to him and then tried to blame him for it. And and Olajuwon did a really great job in the after show, which you need to watch, about saying, about saying clearly, like she was not attracted to him and she tried to find whatever excuse she could find to justify her not being attracted to him. So her saying, oh, our values don't match. Your friend said this, whatever. If he was hot, she would have ignored it. How many people end up in terrible relationships because the person they're with is hot. And that's why Alyssa is a trash person, not because it's one thing to be not be attracted to somebody. It's a whole other thing to blame and blame that person for shit. That's not the real reason. And that's why. She's right. Talking. And I mean, you're, you're exactly right. Thing happened last season with uh, Brett and Ryan. whatever his name is. Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. Ryan's sister was like, if she was uh, a supermodel and her room looked the way it would would you and would would you be okay with it? And he was like, well, yeah, I'd figure it out. Yep. Like I but at least he was mature enough to realize that and admit to it. I no admit to the fact that if she was a supermodel, he would he would deal with it. Alyssa just like we don't we're not compatible and be out. Well he admitted it to his sister, but he completely yes. checked his relationship with Brett like he didn't even and he's I'm gonna say he's on par with Alyssa and the fact that he just treated her like shit he just wasn't an open he was he is basically Alyssa just I guess not as openly brewed like what Alyssa's saying with words Ryan did with actions so actions yes Ryan are the same people as far as I'm concerned like if you're not attracted to your person great but like I have co-workers that I actively hate but I'm polite to them because we're at work and I'm being paid to be here. And so the fact that neither Ryan nor Alyssa could just be decent to this person is what makes them a trash person. Fair, fair, fair. So does that, does, does that, does the situation that they're in, does that make Chris this season's Gil? <laughs> Because he's patient and will do whatever he has to to make his significant other happy. Oh, I like that you said it like that. Yeah, I, th- I had the same thought. I was like, oh, Chris is this season's Gil. I think he's trying whatever. And the fact that she is such an open bitch to him is ridiculous to me. And the fact that like when they were on their honeymoon and he was like, Hey, do you want to go shopping? She's like, no, I prefer to be on the beach. She's like, okay, cool. Like, let's do this. And she's like, "Mm, I want to, you know what I mean? Like literally if he said, do you want a million dollars? She'd be like, I hate money. Mm." Like there was nothing he could do, but he was trying so So yes, I think he is this season's Gil. I think he's his DMs once he opens up his Instagram are going to be full of hoes. I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope he doesn't get veneers and whitens his teeth and start selling teeth products. I, I want him to stay exactly who he is and not change because of this terrible person. But yes, I, I would say that, <laughs> that Chris is this season's Gil. Do you agree? 
I definitely do. I think he's doing the most to just find out what will make her happy to then do it and then hopefully grow something off of that that experience, which I hate. I hate the fact that I used the word experience because Alyssa used it every chance she got. I want us to be, basically she said, I want us to be friends after this experience. Mitch, you are legally married. You have to legally get a divorce. Like, this is a fact. This is not a fake scenario here. You know, I don't understand why she is like that. And I hope that Chris, for whatever reason, hooks up with our boy Michael and hits the gym on the regular. Because in addition to his success in real estate, when he looks a little bit closer to the Elijah Juan Michael... Uh, even Mark Deschard, he looks a little like him. He he might do a little better in the whole DM category. Hey, so. although you do not play frisbee disc golf, Scuba Steve does. We've been on the course a few times. There's some ladies, there's some good looking ladies out there. I don't think he needs to change to meet a lady. I just think this is just not his lady. No, but I mean, physically, it's better for your health too. I'm just, I'm just gonna say that. I mean. You know, everyone is who they are, but it doesn't hurt. <laughs> it doesn't hurt. Chris alone. No, I mean, he, he, he seems like a nice guy. I mean, he's trying everything he can. So I'm going to give him that. But to give him a leg up is to just work out a little bit. This golf is not the end-all, be-all. Play real golf. You might, you might find there are more ladies on the golf course than all the disc golf course. Okay. <laughs> as long as you're consistent i don't sure go shit <laughs> i'm sure go shit you gotta do what you gotta know but yeah um let's see i think i have one more question for you uh let me just double check here oh yes why haven't they called the experts yet like there's clearly an issue y'all need to be pastor county to be in Alyssa. like yo look what are you doing like you signed up for this and you're not trying. Like Pastor Cal will keep keep it real. Uh, Dr. Pepper will be like, eh, you know, and Dr. Viana's like, listen, y'all ain't having sex, y'all, y'all don't need me. So <laughs> but the other two, y'all can y'all can figure this out. Yeah. So um I agree. I think the, the experts need to be called in not only for Alyssa, but also for Lindsay to be like, what is happening? Like Dr. Pepper needs to come in from a psychological, psychiatric perspective for Lindsay to be like, girl, like you need help and you can't continue to behave like this. Like you've been matched with the most patient person in the world but patience has a limit and you need to knock your shit off. And then Pastor Cal needs to come with Alyssa and be like, girl, you're not Beyonce. You need to have some realistic expectations. You need to think about why these relationships haven't worked in the past and blah, blah, blah. But she would, of course, do what she did on the after show and get up and cry because Keisha Knight Pulliam gave Ooh. me the opportunity to speak about what happened and she got up and cried and so i don't think it'll go anywhere but i agree i think the experts should be called in immediately i think they should have been called after the plane i think they should have been after the plane incident they should have been called in after 
the first night with Alyssa and Chris, I, I think they should be on call. Or if it's not one of the regular experts, we have an emergency on call experts. I agree. I don't know. Because <laughs> uh, I know from the from the like snippet of what's coming up this season, the experts like watch the footage kind of like punk style and, and then they'll go in and ha have their conversation. But it needs to happen now because I mean, Alyssa accused Chris of calling her a liar, which she was, she was a liar. She's a, she's a trash person. Like if you're honest with, with Chris, like, look, this, you're not who I expected. I, I, I think that right now I'm, I'm not there, but maybe I will get there, but you're not who I expected. So just bear with me. You know, I think it would be handled differently. I think you'd be like, all right, what do I, what do I need to do to be the person that you, that you expected other than, you know, look like Elijah one, <laughs> you know, um, what, what, what did you expect? And I, I think he's got a career, he's got a level head, you know, um, but again, his, his friends threw him under the bus with the whole mansplaining, condescending talk. That, that hurts because she doesn't know him. And then your friends are going to say, oh yeah, he likes to mansplain. Nobody wants to be mansplained too. Agreed. But so. but you could say the same thing about Jasmina's sisters, because they said to him, like, uh, they said to Jasmina, oh, Michael always tends to go with negative or he thinks about the negative first. So now Jasmina stuck on that. So yeah, nobody's nobody's friends or family did them any favors. But also if your wife's friends told you, oh hey, she's an axe murderer and cut off the nuts of three three of her ex-boyfriends, would you be like, that's something I'm going to ask her about. Or would you just be like, oh, well, that's terrible. I'm not going to move forward. <laughs> or would no. you I would talk to her about it. And like, is this true? But none of them did really. None of them really had that conversation because again, they're trying to, they're in that honeymoon phase where they have to like be cute and cuddly and not get to the gritty and like, Look, your friend said this. Right. Yeah, they did it playfully, like with the whole, here's the no button your dad gave me. Like, like, oh, that's funny. No, this is concerning. Like, <laughs> oh, your your family wants to know if we had sex last night. Like, are you that kind of person? Like, like, do they want grandkids that bad? Like, are you the last, are you the only person able to have kids in the family? Like, what is the deal here? But again, day one, I'm not having that conversation. <laughs> like, I want to know what your favorite color is and who your favorite band was on the first date. I don't want to know why your mom wants to know if we had sex last night and stuff like that. So they're in a tough spot, but, but they signed up for it. Hmm? How do you feel about Nickelback? I like Nickelback. Well, I mean, that's, I think they get a bad rap. That's a but question. no. Um, in that's a quick question. That's a good question. But there's my answer. I like Nickelback. They are they are a decent band. They get a bad rap, and I think that they would put on a good show if they had a concert nowadays. But they haven't done a thing in quite some time. 
So if, if Jasmina came to you and was like, I don't fucking like Nickelback, is that a deal breaker? No, because not everyone likes Nickelback. But if she said to me that football is the worst sport ever, and I'm never watching football, and if we have to watch football, this marriage is over, I'd be out in a heart. But this would, I'd be like, thanks, bye, I gotta go. Like, you know. Smooch. <laughs> But ooh, I think I think someone's calling me. I gotta go. I'm not coming back. <laughs> that would be my response. Sorry, ooh, gotta go. <laughs> yeah, I'm interested to know what their contracts say. Like, why Alyssa didn't just shut it down at the wedding? Like, why they had to go on this honeymoon that was so awkward? Like, why didn't they shut it down? Have you been to Puerto Rico? That place is gorgeous. I'm going to take a free trip to Puerto Rico. Fuck out of here with that bullshit. I'll I'll put up with anybody for a week. (laughs) What's wrong with you? What? I'm going to go to Puerto Rico. I'm going to do that whole thing. And I'm going to do what everybody else does on the show. I'm going to go live in my apartment. (laughs) I'm going to go live in my house. And I'm not gonna talk to you. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna have all the the experts complain about me. And then I'm gonna show up for our filming session, and then be good, just like Homeboy Zach did in the DC season, just like uh, uh, the other Zach did um, uh, in Houston when he went to go pick up a movie from his apartment. So you know what? I'm comfortable. I ain't leaving. <laughs> like, it doesn't take much to get pick up a DVD. You had to get in bed, bro. Like, let's just talk about that. It was Apple TV. Like, that's what he, he was like. I went to get my Apple TV, but then I got tired, so I'm not coming. Bye. What the fuck? This is why Michaela's crazy because you do crazy shit to her. Oh my gosh. Exactly. Exactly. Well, uh, this has been episode one of Siblings Take on maths or married at first sight if you prefer if you prefer the whole um title you know if you want to chime in with us um watch the show put comments somewhere we can chat about it as time goes on uh we'll do this again next week as we as we see part two of the honeymoon all right thank you brother you did excellent Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to this episode of the Wise and Wine podcast. Don't forget, episodes come out every Tuesday wherever you find podcasts. Remember to rate, subscribe, and review. You can also find information about my guests on my Instagram page at Wise and Wine Podcast or send me an email if you have any questions, comments, or concerns at wiseandwine at gmail.com. So I hope that our time today helps you pass the time on your commute, pass the time on the treadmill, or pass the time while you're working on those TPS reports. And hopefully you left this day a little wiser. Have a great day. Bye-bye.